Hello and welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piscor. Before we dive into some Gene Day Master of Kung Fu, I want to remind everybody to like the video, subscribe to our channel, and hit the bell icon to be notified whenever we post a new video. It'll help mitigate the kayfabe effect. Whenever these videos go up and you see a comic you want, you'll be the first one to uh, be able to run to eBay or Amazon or your local comic shop to try to get a copy. The other thing is if you, uh, if you watch the complete video, it sort of gooses the algorithm and pushes the video uh, to strangers who don't necessarily know the channel so well and uh, will put us on the radar, increases the numbers for the channel, increases uh, the ability for us to continue bringing these videos to you, to you guys daily. Uh, yeah, Gene Day, yeah. Uh, Masters of Kung Fu. These are like the random issues that, that I have uh, recently pulled. And uh, some good people, you know, did some signings fairly recently and people are like, are you ever gonna do a Gene, Gene Day episode? I'm like, why the fuck haven't we done one already? So why not just like go through some issues and just just enjoy enjoy the guy's work, enjoy the guy's vision. I mean, this is a creator who was giving it his all you know, in, in a day and age when you, that wasn't the norm really. Yeah, and we should say anybody unfamiliar with Gene Day, well, one, Master Kung Fu has probably four or five good runs of artists that come through there. Mike Zek, Paul Galassi. Uh, but Gene Day dies while working on Master Kung Fu at a very young age. And as you see the level of detail that he puts into these pages on a monthly book, like you can imagine, guys working long hours. Yeah, you know, like it's like you get that chance and... And and you just Love that. you just grab it for all it's worth, man. And you know you want to escape from whatever situation you came from, like have a better station in life. Uh, if you take a look at the cover for this one right here, that's a Wrights and Frankenstein inspiration. I feel like so guys like Wrights and Kaluta, like those guys are busting their asses on the comics that they're doing. They they don't have a giant bibliography. And, and Gene Day has this opportunity to do a monthly thing. There, I think there would be fill-in artists here and there every mm -hmm. couple of issues or whatever. And sometimes he'd work with somebody, like Mike Zeck and Gene Day will, will collaborate on some of these issues and yeah. stuff. But I think of, like, uh, one very cinematic and design-conscious, you know, Paul Glacey, Jim Stranko present in this panel. But even, like, transitions, you know, like zooming in on this window, it just it's so cinematic, the double lighting, the shadows cast. Comics just... Nobody draws like this now. Super thoughtful. Yeah, it, there was something about this book that always just seemed to bring out exceptional artists. And I don't know if it was because it's not a superhero book that you uh, you got to think about it differently or, you know, the action was a different scale. I don't know what it was, but this book just feels really different. I start out like, that's pretty cool. You know, the one image across several panels. More Storenko aesthetic. Just trying to be entertaining, you know, like how do you make each of these pages, each of these sequences uh, stand out and, and really deliver? It's funny you say that about like th this book being so, uh, th that was an example of uh, Mike Zek and Gene Day together, of uh, people giving it their all because, because Conan was like that. And also not a traditional superhero comic. Um, I think that's Zek, I think. Looks pretty Zekish. There's a really good Zek ad that uh, I'll see in other comics from, I don't know, 78 or something. I don't know when exactly that would be, but it's uh, Masters of Kung Fu, and it's just it's just perfect Zek. If you guys have doubles of Gene Day, Masters of Kung Fu, P.O. Box 3071, Munhall, PA, 15120. So here we see in Penciler and Inker, 
And again, this just the ornamentality that you're putting in there, you know, reverse silhouettes in your background details and then robes and patterns on her costume. Like it's how Bissama drew two books this <laughs> month, you know? Yeah, it's definitely a different approach. I think he was a fan, Gene Day, because mm -hmm. like, you know, you'll see stuff. I think he contributed to fanzines and you can find like indie books and stuff that Charlton, will print some of his stuff. Charlton Bullseye issues. I have a couple of those things. Yeah, I'm trying to think. There was something that um, like Eclipse or somebody printed that had Gene Day and then like his brother's work in it. Yeah, there would there would be like Renegade Press stuff. Maybe in it, that was And it, it would be like the Day Brothers do science fiction. The Day Brothers do horror. And then... And then the Great other silhouette. days, like like Dan Day, there was like Sherlock Holmes picto fiction books. Imagine trying to like figure out research in your morgue file totally. for things like this. Totally, it's just impossible. The, like the the um the secret, like what guys would do is they would actually go to the to the children's book section, the picture book section of the libraries, and pull this kind of stuff so that you could get a lot of like the visuals, but that's time out of your day away from the drawing board when you have four weeks to make a comic this sequence feels like pax americana there's a sequence in the middle of that that feels exactly like this it's so detailed yeah and wow. and and convincing jim shooter to let you do stuff that goes across the page like that i bet that was no easy feat <laughs> probably not that might have been worse than the long hours <laughs> on our man's health. You know, I wonder because because this stuff sings like like uh, you gotta imagine your shooter sees this and is like, keep rocking. Yeah, I think so, right? You'd you'd have to be foolish not to recognize this as being like whatever you're doing. You're good. I don't need to give attention your direction. Great use of blacks too. Like you'll see these faces that are half half in shadow or figures that are in shadow limited color this used is really well this is really for the spreads man they're they're being respected in terms of ad placement and stuff yeah kudos to whoever puts that book together and it does make me curious like you said if that's something you have to fight ahead of time to look at uh, this beautiful color done. right there I often wonder like when you see a book like this that's clearly this is not a guy just jobbing it out no do you think the colorist gets hold of it and then they're like, yeah, go for it? Yeah, I hope so, right? Because, I, because I mean, it, it looks, looks like, like it. it. That's a lot of it. You could have easily made that background one color. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really looks like this is a special project. I have that zip it tone. I can't believe consistently how many panels he's using. There's some stuff. I don't know if we'll see one in these issues, but he does some stuff. Man, silhouette to reverse silhouette. Wow, you never see that. No. They say a rising tide raises all ships, Jimmy, and cartoonist Kayfabe, the YouTube channel, is brought to you by the comic books that we make. Uh, we each have a bunch of stuff that's in print, so let's give it a quick run-through, and Kayfabers, if you dig the channel, you dig our comics, Kayfabe affect these comics, let these publishers know that cartoonist Kayfabe is a force to be reckoned with, man. Uh, to begin with, my earliest graphic novel, WYSIWYG, Portrait of a Serial Hacker, follows the history of high technology from the phone system to WikiLeaks. Uh, through the vessel of a single computer hacker, 288 pages. Back to print is the box sets and uh, new printings of each volume of Hip Hop Family Tree, which is my linear uh, sort of retelling of the history of hip hop and rap music. Four volumes in that set. I drew this stuff from 2013 to about 2015. 
After that comes X-Men Grand Design, where I take the history of X-Men, probably 8,000 pages of material, uh, mostly by Chris Claremont, miniseries, uh, little limited series, things like that, combine it all into one big uh, story, 240 pages of primetime X-Men comics. Get these volumes while they're still in print. There's an omnibus as well. The stuff that I've been putting my energy to lately is Red Room Comics, Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit, The Antisocial Network. This trade paperback is on stands today, collects the 2021 issues of Red Room, and lots of extra material in the back. Coming up in March is Red Room Trigger Warnings, issue number one, going to be coming out on a monthly basis, every issue completely self-contained. This is the cover that's going to be on the racks in the stores. These are the variants to go along with these comics, including the Jim Rug, by way of Robert Crumb, Zap Comics Zero cover. I'm going to go in reverse order, Ed, and start with Hulk Grand Design. This is my next book that's going to be available in comic shops everywhere starting in March, but you can pre-order it now. This is a retelling of the Hulk history, celebrating 60 years of the Incredible Hulk coming in March, and uh, 10,000 pages distilled down into two oversized issues, and these are some of the variant covers that will be available for Hulk Grand Design, Ed Piscor, Peach Momoko, Marcus Martin, and now, Jeff Darrow. Yes. So you can order any of these at your local comic shop. These are not retailer incentives, so just let the comic shop know which cover you want. Get all the covers if you want to. They won't cost anything extra. And uh, pick this up in March, but order it now. Next time you're at your comic shop, or call your comic shop. Let them know about Incredible Hulk Grand Design. You can also still get Street Angel, Deadly Girl Live from Image Comics, a homeless ninja on a skateboard. This collects eight complete stories of the Deadliest Girl Alive and is available wherever books are sold. And The Plain Janes, my 500-page uh, homage to shoujo manga about a group of high school kind of outcasts who start doing public art around their community and get all kinds of trouble as a result of that. Uh, one of the first young adult graphic novels. This thing actually began in 2005 and was just completed in 2019. So you can still pick that up, again, wherever books are sold. Now that we're done paying the bills, back to the video. And there's almost a third version because that moon is not outlined. It's yeah. just all the texture of like the lines around it. That's amazing. But he would do these things where like he would do lettering and it would be um, like a two-page spread of the title letter oh, we'll and the letters are all, all uh, panels and stuff. But, you know, like this kind of stuff, again, going back to the reference, you have to reference that to some extent. Like you're not yeah. just making that up. Yeah. Yeah, these are fun. I've really started picking these up. I started with Master of Kung Fu with Paul Glacey, mm -hmm. and then it just kept being like, I'd, I'd see an issue. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. It's showing off, man. Man, how do you do this? This is issue 116, 102. I think he goes back back to the 80s, maybe. Really? In, uh, in issues that he works on. Yeah. Wow. Again, like he was working with Mike Zeck some, too. You know, it yeah. wasn't all him as penciler and inker, but you see that level of care throughout. You know, as a guy that's going for it. This kind of stuff, like drawing all your little architectural details in the background, takes a lot of time. Thoughtful lighting in every panel. That is something that makes me sad. It's kind of gone. Mm -hmm. It's hard. Like it it's, is hard. It's, it's so hard to, to, to figure out where to put those blacks. Yeah, it's really hard. And whenever you see somebody doing it, where like something's casting shadows can be one of those moves that's... When it's done, it's such a dramatic, awesome thing. Look at that. 
great use of silhouettes, but that ability to cast shadows, very hard to do. Even whenever everybody, like when that was the standard of inking, like you'll still see like there are a few people who can do it. Yeah. And, uh, and most people, not so much. That's one of those elements in Masters of Kung Fu, though. Like, they're always well lit. You know, yeah. like going back through all these different artists to be something in common, almost like a like a film noir influence. But again, you don't see in the superhero books to that to that extent. I can't believe how consistently these pages have seven panels. <laughs> totally. That's shades of the Day Brothers uh, Sherlock Holmes right there. Yeah, just buried in the middle of, you know, page 18. Cool, cool visual effect next to this. And there's your uh, your Frankenstein, your Bernie Wrights and Frankenstein lab. Totally. When 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 they start doing the uh, Sherlock Holmes, like they really le lean into that etching kind of style. I really loved that stuff when I was a kid, man. Like fi finding those old comics, I would I would literally dream about them. Like just like <laughs> all those lines on the page. Double sized issue. Let's see if he's got some help in here. Nope. Gene Day penciler anchor, <laughs> and. Doesn't look like any shortcuts are applied, at least not on this uh, splash page. No, sir. What an exceptional talent. I love this use of the of the panels being at an angle as he's like parachuting in. Yes. Feels like like motion and like blowing in the wind. Another great silhouette, this time a big silhouette. You gotta imagine Steranko an influence. Totally. And he's doing everything he can to get some uh, Venetian blind type lighting on dudes' faces. This is the example panel that you always hear people whenever they're like, what's harder, writing comics or drawing them? And then like the, the script calls for like a bunch of cavalry ninjas on horses attacking our heroes. Yeah, Doug, Doug Munch, man, writes a two-sentence thing. Uh, in all fairness, this this might have been a little Marvel method. You know, we, we, we don't know. So it's like Gene, Gene Day is choosing to go this route. Look at this effect totally. from this panel, and then it's just negative space across the others. Yeah, man. Wow. Yeah, he doesn't get enough credit. It just he, like he, like he's such a supernova. He he left us way too early to uh, to to make the mark that would have been like longer lasting. You know, like these comics were pamphlet comics that were not collected for a million years. I, I, I don't even know if his stuff from this has been collected. It came out on a monthly basis and was forgotten about the next month, you know? Uh, this is masterpiece shit. Totally. Look at this spread as we have, like... I don't even know how to describe exactly what we're seeing here. I mean... Like, they're moving through... This is one background. Yeah. But it also changes a little bit because, like, we're coming into the foreground, you know, like... It's going fully Frank King, man. I love the, the flat colors, too, for each piece. Yeah. Because they're rolling out your perspective to try to make sense of that space. You can't you can't have an inker with that. Like, they would fuck that up. Yeah, you're right. He ain't even cheating on the chains in a McFarlane fashion, you know? I can't get over it. A double-sized issue, and this is, this is the level <laughs> of uh, effort that you're putting in. Did they give him six months to draw this one? Yeah, I bet you not. This is pretty cool, too, to have these vertical panels, and you almost have two rows of action happening. Yeah, that moment-to-moment -moment, uh, storytelling that, you know, we would see in Frank Miller comics or whatever. It feels like there's a lot of stuff in here that you could steal. And then, like, these pages are just beautiful. You know, that one's not overly complex like some of the stuff we've seen, but it's stunning. Yeah, like the way the blacks are inserted 
around like all that wax and all these whites and stuff like it's it, it makes it look super complex and you know it's it's the same effect of the uh the city that i pointed out they were walking through this street you know where it's like one image that's what you have here again is this one image and then like some of them are called out as like individual panels and the colorist tip of the cap to the colorist because like it pops that's mm -hmm. a very clearly that's a panel on this page I, I think this series must not have sold well because it gets canceled, I think, around like 125, maybe. Yeah, this is 118. So that hurts his cause, too. You know, you, you're, you're doing stellar work on a series that nobody's reading or people aren't buying. I don't know what that giant insect is. <laughs> it's almost too much. You get a monster comic in the middle of this. <laughs> Ten panels on a page. Unbelievable. Now we got this, like, ticking time one issue. That's so cool too, how it like organically shows up in a panel and then we're just gonna carry that piece of it. He's very thoughtful. Yes, great storytelling. This really does feel like uh, storytelling is, is your emphasis, mm -hmm. even though the drawing's spectacular, but. And I feel like this is a conversation people rarely have, the storytelling part. Right. It's sort of what they mean about like, tell the story, but being interesting like has to come second. He figured that part out. Wow. I'm, I'm, I feel humbled looking at this. Oh, I know. Because, you know, as you're saying, like, tell the story and, you know, make it interesting. I don't know which one is happening first. Like, <laughs> you look at this, it's so good. If there was nothing going on storytelling-wise, I'd still be impressed by this. Sure, sure. But, you know, these are meant to be read. Uh, this is a guy who must have made boatloads of thumbnails and preparatory work on top of this stuff. This it's, image makes me wonder if that couple issues ago we said that was probably Mike Zek. I don't know. I mean, this is that shading that we were attributing to Zek, but like, it's great. Yeah. That king card being placed in there's, there? There's a playing card issue that, that people, people mentioned to me. I don't have that one, obviously, but yeah, I've been slowly buying these up because uh, once I started looking inside, like, how could you leave this in a dollar bin? Totally. Totally. And that's where, you know, I've been piecing together Masters of Kung Fu slowly uh, for like a dollar or it's less. It's almost the lamp from Christmas Story. This <laughs> 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 would be like the dad looking up at it. Yeah, yeah. Fragile. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to uh, put a little bit of Gene Day under the camera. Because anybody unfamiliar, like... Yeah, they're, they're, their socks really have great. just got knocked off. And you can find them, you know? Like, I, I do see Masters of Kung Fu in dollar bins and stuff. So totally. For getting canceled seven issues later, like, it's sold enough that they still float around. I don't know how much they'll be floating around after this video, though, Jimmy. Well, good. I mean, I hope, you know, one of my favorite things is hearing about people seeing these videos and thinking like, oh, Gene Day, that's a new guy for me to look up. Yep. Um, you won't be disappointed at home if you uh, track down some of his work. It's goddamn right. You good to go, Jimmy? I am. Gay Fabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. What's out there, Jimmy? Hulk Grand Design. Tell your local comic shops to pre-order a copy or several copies for you. Pick the cover that you like. Um, one of the benefits of pre-ordering is that you can make sure you get the cover that you want on Hulk Grand Design. But the bigger issue, kayfabe affect those comic shops. Let them know that uh, Hulk Grand Design is the book to order for March.
There's another book to order for March. <laughs> it's called Red Room Trigger Warnings. Uh, issue number one, uh, Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game in Red Room Comics. Uh, thank you so much for supporting the books in 2021, but we have a new year, new season of comics coming out. You can read these comics on my Patreon, patreon.com slash edpiscor, three bucks for the archive there, and you'll be able to uh, get new comics every Tuesday uh, for the price of $3. There's more than 200 pages worth of comics there. We have link trees in the description below this video where you can get to all of our stuff. Uh, what else, Jim? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. Another great way to uh, support the channel. Uh, given those more orders, Jimmy, we'll be on our way. Make more comics.